a good Friday morning. Uh, welcome to Mornings with Mac. Uh, it's cool here in Birmingham, but it's a gorgeous day. Hope you've got your copy of God's Word. We're going to wrap up this week uh, with one of the greatest Beatitudes of the Old Testament. It's the Beatitude of Benediction. Now, a benediction is a blessing. It's kind of a, a blessing. We, we would think of it as a, the last parting blessing of a pastor over a congregation, a priest over a congregation. Uh, it is a, there's something flying out here in front of me. Uh, it is a, um, it's a prayer. It's a type of prayer. I'm going to take you to what we call the Aaronic blessing. It's really the blessing of God that God gave to Moses, that Moses was to give to Aaron, that Aaron was to use to pronounce over Israel as Israel, we get the sense as she was parting away, as she would leave these great festival days uh, around the tabernacle, Aaron would stand up and he would pronounce a blessing over the people as they were leaving, as they were headed, heading back home. So take your copy of God's word, go with me to Numbers chapter six, which is where you find this great ironic blessing. Now I started this week off talking about all the curses that you find leading up to the blessing, uh, that first blessing that we came to, which was the blessing of, of Abraham, um, there are a lot of curses in history. There's the curse of Tutankhamun. There's the curse of uh, the Hope Diamond. There is the uh, curse of uh, Atsi, the Iceman. You remember they uncovered him and uh, all of the curse that went around that. There was the curse of Tippecanoe, um, uh, the uh, Tecumseh, the Indian. There was the curse of, who can forget this, the Goat and the Chicago Cubs. Well, you're going to come to the blessing now. At the end of this week, we come to the blessing of God on the nation of Israel. Now, next week, we'll pick back up with the, with the Beatitudes of the Old Testament, these blessings, and we'll continue next week in this devotional. But I'm going to take tomorrow and Sunday off uh, to do some study and... Uh, uh, do some work on some other projects that I've got. But let me take you this wonderful, wonderful blessing uh, that you find here in um, Numbers chapter 6. Well, God wanted the people to hear this blessing. So listen to what he says. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron, to his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel, you shall say to them. Now, do you see that little word say right there in verse 23? Just You ought to mark that. I'm going to come back to that at the very end, and I'm going to show you something interesting about that. Um, he wants them to live under God's blessing. Uh, God, wanted, God wanted the people to live under his blessing as they headed back away from worship now, headed back home. Uh, it's what every, well, it's what I as a pastor want for my people at the end of a service, having heard the word of God, I want you to live that week in the, in the blessing of God on your life, in the benediction of God on your life, this beatitude of benediction. Well, the blessing begins with the source. Look at the source. The source of blessing is always God. Um, if you see there in verse 24, the Lord bless you. 
Um, you're going to read that name three times now in these couple of verses right here. And it's always capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is the covenant name of God, Yahweh. He's going to use it in verse 24, verse 25, and verse 26. Uh, the Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you. So let me, let me just give you what he's saying here. What is this beatitude of benediction? It is the blessing, first of all, of God's safe keeping. Listen to the words beginning in verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. Now, the word keep in Hebrew literally means to observe, to watch, to be aware of, to mark, uh, to regard, uh, to, uh, to care for. I term it this way, to safeguard. It's the idea of not just protecting you, but protecting you and safeguarding you at the same time. Now, they were about to make their way home. They were, this would have, you know, these would have, the priests would have done this. Of course, they're here still at Sinai uh, in, Levi- in, in uh, well, they were at Sinai in Leviticus. They leave, they go, they're going to come to Shiloh. And so as the people leave from Shiloh, which is where the tent is set up, the tabernacle for about 300 years, as, as they go to leave from there, the people are going to go back all over the country. They're going to go extended um, uh, miles away. They're going to go through dangerous t- territory. They're going to go through routes where there could be danger of animals, danger of people, danger of enemies uh, all along the way. And so the last thing God wanted them to hear was this, is that God's desire is that you in your travels in life and where you go in life, that you can count on the fact that God is going to safeguard you. Listen to Exodus 23:20. God promised the Hebrews that he would get them back home. He's going to give an angel. Let me let me just take you to Exodus chapter 23 here and verse 20 and listen to what he says. Behold, I'm going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared. Well, what God is saying in this benediction is this. I am going to go with you. I'm not going to send an angel to do it. I'm not going to send somebody else to do it. But I am going to do it. The Lord will bless you and the Lord will keep you. So there is the the benediction. There is the blessing of God's safe keeping. Let me give you the second thing. And the second thing is this. It's the blessing of God's deliverance. Now, note the personal pronouns in this. Look back at verse 24, 25, and 26. You're going to see this six, uh, I think it's six times here. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. You see that six times. You, 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 you. God wants you to understand that he's speaking to you. This is personal to him. Each Now, each of these, verse 24, is divided into two parts. 
25 is into two parts. 26 is divided into two parts. And the first part really, really sets up. The second part really kind of goes back and enforces what is said uh, in the first part. So what you get here is you get a word about God's deliverance. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Now, the shining of God's face was an expression of God's deliverance. Let me read you Psalm 44. I use a lot of parallel scripture because it helps explain um, what the passage is saying. So I'm going to Psalm 44 and verse 3 and listen to what he says there. For by their own sword, they did not possess the land. In other words, they didn't take the land by their sword. And their own arm did not save them. Their own strength didn't get the land and save them. But your right hand and your arm and the light of your presence, you favored them. You delivered them. That's what he's saying when he comes and he says that the Lord will come and he'll make his face to shine upon you. It is his salvation. And it says to be gracious to you. That is God's disposition. His disposition in in the midst of delivering you is not one of frustration. I've got to to go back and deliver them again. It's not one of aggravation. He's aggravated with you. Sometimes we think God gets frustrated delivering us or aggravated or frustrated or that he gets out of sorts. He does not. He is always gracious toward us. He is always gracious in his deliverance. When he comes to deliver us, Listen, he's not angry about it or upset about it or frustrated or short or curt or rude about it. He is always gracious. Now look at the third part here. This is God's delight. When he comes and he says this, the Lord lift up his countenance on you. That is, I take it to be the smile of God. When God lifts up his countenance, um, when, when, when I think of lifting up the countenance of God, what I think of is how I'll take, sometimes I'll take one of the little grandbabies and I'll pick the grandbaby up and I'll hold him up. That's the word. That's the whole concept of lifting your countenance up is looking up into the face of the little baby as you're holding him up. That's, that's the whole concept of lifting up your countenance. It's a delight. It's a joy. You do that uh, when you are expressing your love um, on a little baby. And it says to give you peace. That word is shalom. That when God lifts his countenance upon you, he is passing along his shalom. Now, shalom means wholeness. It means a, a health uh, emotionally and mentally and spiritually that you are whole as a person, um, the wholeness of life, that life is well. Now look at verse 27. So they shall invoke this blessing right here. This beatitude of benediction is what the priest was to invoke. So they shall invoke my name. Now to invoke a name meant to put your name on something. 
I'm going to, I'm going to put my name in this. That's what they were doing. They were putting God's name on the people. Um, whenever you put your name on something, uh, you're expressing this is mine. It's ownership. And not only the ownership, but the identification with it. So God was saying, you invoke, you put my name on the people so that they will know they are mine and that I identify with them. Now, here is the attitude of the entire blessing of, of Aaron here. So they shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and then I will bless them. Now, how does God bless in these ways, all of these ways just mentioned here? But he, he brings a special task to the priest when the priest does this. When Aaron was to do this, he had to have the right attitude. You remember I told you to look in verse 23 at that little word, you shall say. Now, the rabbis point out that in that verb, there is an additional letter, a vav, in the Hebrew. That's a Hebrew letter. And what that meant was this. The Talmud tells us that no priest could ever pronounce this blessing if he was sad or grieving. Do you see what God is doing? God is saying to the very priest that when you stand up and give this blessing to the people, you can't be in a bad mood. You can't have a bad attitude. You can't be grieving. You can't be upset. There has got to be even, because God was so concerned that you catch what he was wanting to do in your life that he said to the preacher, if in any way <laughs> you're not in the right kind of mood and the right frame of mind, you don't speak this blessing because I want my people to know that I love them, that I care for them, and that I intend to bless their lives. I want you to know God loves you and that God wants his blessing to be on your life. And so for the rest of this weekend, I just give you this great blessing that we find in number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless.